A lot of people ask me, what is your problem with Amanda Chase? And a lot of time frames, they don't know Amanda Chase even that well. It's like, what I know is really the first time they are hearing it. And then they are going back and saying, oh, I did not know all this was her. You know, at that time frame, when people heard she was announcing she was a woman known as a rebel and openly carrying at the Richmond Capitol, which I think is great. I'm like, it's shown that you could be around guns as lawmakers and you don't feel so much in danger to the point you're trying to stop her from doing this, but you're respecting the fact that she should be able to do it. And I think what ended up happening with the 2 fight, it was kind of like, it's okay for your own kind to carry guns in the Capitol, but now you have a problem with people carrying guns, law-abiding, just like you, bleed just like you, y'all was elected in, the only difference is they just wasn't run for office, but y'all human beings and able to carry a firearm and do it responsibly and know what it's meant for. And why punish people for those criminals or those terrorists who uses a gun? Most of them don't even know how to use a gun, but they know how to use it well enough to the point they know how it fires. Anybody can fire a gun doesn't mean you're going to aim and be able to hit your target. But my real issues with Amanda Chase is real issues based off the fact you are running for governor. I'm not asking you to be perfect, but even during your mistakes or um, basically just trying to repair or salvage your credibility, you made things worse. And my thing about me, you know, I live my life. There's not one thing I'm not proud that I did because I wouldn't be in this position unless I fought for what I felt was right at the time frame. You know, when people look at the lawsuits filed and stuff like that, read what those lawsuits were about. And you'll say to yourself, damn, I didn't know there was nothing I could do here. Or I didn't know this liberal judge was going to rule this way. Oh, I didn't know all of this. And what people end up finding out and why I had to find out, I was like, I'm really fighting for Republican principles, values, and cores. But at that time period, I was independent and I just felt like I'm going to fight back, not for the color of my skin, but the content of my character, because I don't want this to continue to happen and nobody bring it up. And a lot of time frames, I was bringing it up on the public record. So it's kind of hard to ignore, you know, the Department of Social Services messing up or city officials is messing up or people are stealing money here and there or people are stopping people for no reason, which people would be shocked. My lawsuit was a preemptive attack on stop and frisk. I'm not sure whether stop and frisk was already occurring or not. When I was stopped for no reason, all I was doing was walking back from the library and a cop stopped me for no reason. And I'm like, you're allowed to intrude this much into people's personal business and people ain't talking to you like that 
except for the fact you're a police officer and you're feeling like you need to comply because of the police officer, like any other human being, you can talk to and cut off the conversation. On this one, you're like, because of your position and your presence. And a lot of people don't know the law to that point and they don't find it out, especially to the point I found it out unless you file a lawsuit. Cops is only going to give you their definition. Lawyers is basically going to give you what they know from that point. But a lot of lawyers, people don't realize, are not able to practice in federal court. So they only give me what a state court would say. A federal um, lawyer is fighting it from the federal level. And you could be a lawyer and just train good enough just for state court, not for federal court. So you're looking at these cases like, wow, this is how a judge would rule if I was to bring it up to his court. And me, I can't afford $500 an hour lawyers. I couldn't. You know, at that time period, it was like, I'm either going to put up or shut up. Since I can't afford it, then I looked up, oh, it's an avenue to file for free. So I took it up. And the first case was about government being able to, like a drone, but instead of cameras at this time period, whether they can intrude and spy on one neighborhood without putting other neighborhoods within the same city under the same scrutiny. And at that time frame, they was talking to a neighborhood and I just said, basically you bring in crime from one neighborhood because they know they're being watched to another neighborhood. All they're going to do is move and move to the areas where they feel like there's nothing else watching them except for witnesses. And at that time frame, I felt it did target an area of low income compared to those who was rich, who you would think would be very happy on board about having this video surveillance and having their neighborhood watched 24 hours. But they wouldn't have to pay for it because they could, you know, um, call the company or whatever it may be or the city and get a copy of the tape instead of paying hundreds of dollars or whatever have you for home security because if the cameras is there to watch one neighborhood, it could watch your neighborhood. But that slowly, slowly went away. I haven't heard too much about the stats or whatever, whether, you know, crime was called on camera or whatever. After that, it was like it went away. My case was dismissed, but it was presented for oral argument. And I was like, wow, I wrote a brief. I've been good in state court. I'm not no lawyer, but I started finding out more about how to defend myself simply because I can't afford a lawyer. And for me to be that successful, and trust me, I've been very successful in state court. Anybody just my record, I've made companies break, you know, settle over and over again. I can't even count that or one, you know, based off of knowing the law and the technicalities, whatever it may be. I was a fighter. I was like, if I'm going to have something happen, I'm going to fight. But I started to learn the more that you know can affect you. Because I wasn't fighting about the color of my skin at that time frame, whether I knew it or not, or the content of my character or whatever. Um, it was more about, at this time frame, I was learning, but I was learning things that was interesting me, and the law was very much interesting me. But I wasn't trying to be a lawyer. I just wanted to make sure the sun came up, 
I'm better able to defend myself than trying to ask somebody else, you know, what do I do in this situation? And that's when I started realizing more and more sometimes the government just wants you to be aware to a certain point where you rely on them the answers where others are able to say to themselves this is being done wrong and this is why because I know more or I'm more aware of these conditions based off of experience so to me I think I was only really targeted because I was exposing what was going on and what was wrong in certain areas. I was getting, I was one of the people from those areas getting more and more education, like so many others. And But for that time period, you have people coming back from what they know how to do. And they are retired compared to what they was learning during that time frame. And they'll just like, even for four years, it was as intimidating because people was like, oh, he's actually, we had, and they were shocked that, you know, their lawyers from that time period was like, yes, we have to give them over that information. But if their opinion was wrong, they would, you know, give out more information, thinking that's what they had to turn over and be like, I didn't realize you was going to do that or send all of that. But the fact is, they are learning just the same way. But when you're targeted like that for, you know, knowing more, then for others, you become intimidating for them. So I think it was easy for them to manipulate the police departments into doing their dirty work. And the more cops I speak to from that area, I'm good with reporting vice versa. And that's why it was a thing of forgiveness even with the other thing that came up. And I like to discuss these things because I like to put it on record. This is what happened. This is the truth. But as I was in that area and fighting for certain issues, and I did not realize this would be a Republican or conservative anywhere, but it was just so happened. I was just the Republican and conservative of that time. And I go more into how you don't know, but you are doing their work and you start realizing the people come into your life are not only Republicans and conservatives, but they are letting you know, but sometimes you turn them off because you think you're right at the time. As you grow older, you start realizing, damn, that person told me about that or warned me about that or whatever, or is it this corruption or they was doing it under the arm, but they was like, you out there, you willing to put your neck on the line. So, as I was going through these things, I started realizing that knowledge was really intimidating. More than power by force or fear, just the fact you know more. So, while I was in that area, not from Norfolk, but, you know, Pennsylvania County, I went back. I wanted to fix the area. I wanted the area to upgrade. I wanted it to grow. I wanted it to prosper. I wanted new businesses being there. I was very ambitious. But I felt it was certain things from what I learned we could do to make it more um, efficient. 
but I fail to realize from that area to retirement area, change ain't always going to be accepted, even if it's in their best interest or whatever. But the mere fact that they was running things for so long under the way they was doing things, they had set a natural balance of how they get along and how they grow, but they grow with each other, not with somebody from the outside. You know, seemed like it's being forced to be put together a lot faster than they was anticipating or what they was ready for. So this is why I'm so awoken, awakened, and more to the Republican Party and conservative issues and more and more in line with them because the way I was brought up, I was brought up under that same methodology and it was the fact that as you grow you may get intimidated with of course what's newer or what's coming out there and you're constantly catching up but it's taking you longer to catch up than you used to and that can be intimidating so at time frames the same fear that others are having about you even though you're right can go down the line and people make you an enemy, not realizing you're there in their best interest, and you're using what they taught you and what you learned and just applying it to their lives. But even at that point, it could be scary. And I think I was that new Republican for that time, but I'm so glad it happened the way it did because I could tell this story. And I thank God now, unfortunately, to be blessed to tell people what really happened back in those days. You know, uh, what you read from the liberal media, and it was to liberal media like, we need to clean this up. This don't look good. Because the first time they put me out there was over being stopped for no reason or vice versa. They were really trying to make it a big deal, but they were really trying to get people to realize that this happens. And reminds you that if they're doing this, imagine how far government could be more intrusive. And now you're seeing the gun grab. You're starting to see more strengthening of eminent domain, martial law, um, everything that tramples on your rights. That And it's like they're not protecting your rights and they're not even putting up a fight. Not a fight that we used to have back in the day. Uh, a fight to us when we growing up, we were don't back down generation. Meaning your parents was teaching you, we need for you to push the envelope. We need for you to pass on this torch and make our families after us better and more wealthy and more sustainable. Not have the life that we have. So in essence, when you have that good, solid family background and more, you're able to be more understanding and susceptible to the fact of why you was pushed so hard by, of course, good morals and good um, values. But the fact is why you are the leader in your family and what values was given to you from your ancestors or your previous generations to make you the best person that you are today. And that's just America's story, you know, how families, not just yourself, 
not just an eye, but how your family continued to build these building blocks to get better. And of course, your family is reaping the benefits, not by money, but by wealth of knowledge. And people have to realize knowledge is worth way more than any dollar amount out there. Because without knowledge, you don't know how to sustain it. And the lack of or the thirst of will always be filled to your stomach with knowledge and thirsty by not knowing or ignorant to it. So when people ask about that fighting background and more, I've been through the dirt and the mud. The liberal media could probably fill in after this point and just say, this is what happened. This is how far government will go to intrude on your rights. And if you don't fight against it, if you don't try to put the brakes on abuse of power by exposing it or letting them know it goes unchecked, then this is the last defense, meaning you may not be able to depend on a lawyer or a judge or whatever. You may have to fight for it or learn how to fight for yourself. And you will make mistakes along the way. You will get beat by technicalities. But the one thing you will always say to yourself, I never quit. And I would never make the same mistake where others failed. But I will conquer. So I hope these words of inspiration and more not only give you an explanation of my background as a fighter, how I became a fighter, and of course, what molded me through good and bad, you know, of my experience to make me fit to be governor of Virginia because I matured with the knowledge of wealth, of knowing government and self, but also realizing how to make all lives better and how not to move too fast, but not too slow to make sure that people can handle the change and understand why it's in their best interest and to wait until they are as generations grow and build and not rush because we won't make mistakes that are catastrophic in the process based off of rush decisions or basically what we should know we decided not to get to know. My name is Merle Rutledge. My podcast is Republicans Married to Independence. But these are deep words to explain how I was before and what made me into the Republican conservative that I am now and what building blocks was there or obstacles, trials, and tribulations that could hold me back. And this is the side of me that lets you know how real I am, you know. And hopefully a man that follows suit because it's more than just a gimmick to me. This is... This is exactly what my life was built for. And it was built to be governor of Virginia. But I also recognize we can honor our past with no disrespect for our future, but honor for accepting the fact that our future deserves every bit of time of our knowledge to make it better and more impactful for their future. And good night. This is Merle Rutledge, 2021, Governor of Virginia. Next one, running for the Republican nomination. Republican proud. Republican strong. Trump 2020.
けない。